welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hello, welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. We're here for our weekly community check-in. Um, I am full of cold, so if I sneeze, cough, splutter, or I'm sniffing the whole way through this, um, that's why. And it's also why I sound very, very nasally, because <laughs> I'm fully bunged up. Um, so I am getting the vibe from the community check-in, so... I've just read everyone's checking form. I've just read your yeah, wins. I've read your struggles. I've read your questions. And I'm getting the vibe that people are so done with January. Um, And you know what? Right last week when I came home from holiday, I was buzzing. I was like, oh my God, I haven't even really had a January. Um, I feel amazing. I'm full of energy. I smashed me training, smashed me running. Did everything I needed to do at well. And then like, I've got this cold and I feel like I'm either gonna cry or die or fall asleep um and I'm like I've got the January blues like badly um and I'm feeling that from everyone else as well I really am there's a lot of people who are feeling like stressed and fed up and you may be finding uh taking care of yourself a little bit challenging because often when we are feeling tired and we're feeling worn out and we are feeling a little bit fed up of the weather and January, it causes us to kind of slack and fall back and make decisions that aren't really in line with what we really want. So if you are struggling right now, what I want to remind yourself of is that the things, the decisions and the behaviours and the habits that you have right now are setting you up for the future you. So think about the you in six months. Don't think too far ahead. Think about the you in six months. How do you want to feel? How do you want to look? How do you want to show up? Unfortunately, that is like, that doesn't happen straight away. Unfortunately, the work needs to be done now. Unfortunately, this is the hardest time of year to stay like driven and motivated and focused on your goals because everything just feels like graphs and you're tired. Uh, but we just have to remind ourselves that it is not going to be beneficial for ourselves if we let everything go. It's even like me, I've got I've got this cold, I've not felt well since about Thursday. And all I've wanted to do was eat rubbish, not really wanted to hit my protein, haven't wanted to eat fruit and veg. Um, like even before, just didn't know what I wanted for lunch and I didn't know, don't know what, I don't feel like cooking, don't feel like doing anything, but it isn't helpful for me to let everything go. It's not helpful for you to let everything go, whether that be for a few days, a week, two weeks, because when we let everything go, it's so much harder to keep going. And I know that it's hard in the moment to make good choices. And I know it's hard in the moment to choose the healthy option or to drag yourself to the gym when the weather is just, I can't even see out my window. The weather is that shit. Like it's just clouds. I live at the top of a hill. So all I'm seeing is white. I can see the house opposite and that is it. Nothing else. It's fucking miserable. Um, and it's hard to make, it's hard to drag yourself out for a walk. It's hard to drag yourself to the gym. 
Um, and all the people listening to this who live abroad, because I know I've got people in Dubai, Philippines and Vietnam, you girls made the right choice. Um, because as much as I love the UK, it is hard at this time of year. But we have to dig deep and we have to remember why we're doing this. And we have to remember that letting everything go, cancelling on our plans for ourselves, um, making choices that aren't in line with our goals, they actually don't make us feel better. They don't actually improve how we feel. They make us feel worse. So I just want to remind you, if you're struggling, it's okay. Others are as well. You're not alone. I'm struggling. Um, and all you need to do is dig deep. Okay, all you need to do is remember why you're doing this. Remember that those habits, those choices that you make, they determine how you feel. They'll determine how you feel tomorrow when you wake up. They'll determine how you feel next week. They'll determine how you feel next month, next six months. So you have to do the work now. And remember that it isn't instant. The feel good isn't always there. I do always say that exercise and healthy food, it makes you feel amazing. But sometimes it is really fucking hard. Sometimes it's not what you want to do. Um, but some, we have to do it anyway. And we have to just be like, right, now I know why I'm doing this. I'm sure of my reasons why. I want to feel healthier. I want to, you know, feel good in my skin. And so I have to do these things. I'm not saying completely deprive yourself. I'm not saying... If you feel generally unwell, don't go to the gym. But if it's raining outside, that's not an excuse to not go to the gym. If it's raining outside, that's not an excuse to eat a share bar of chocolate. We need to make sure that we are actually, um, that we're being like realistic with our reaction to things. I feel like realistic probably isn't the right word. We are being appropriate in our reaction. I don't know. Maybe one of you can message me and tell me what I'm looking for. But like, just because it's raining doesn't mean the world's ending and you have to fuck up your health and fitness goals. Just because you've got a bit of a sniffle like I have doesn't mean you need to live off chocolate and crisps and fizzy drinks all weekend. That is really what I've wanted to do. Now, I did eat one packet of crisps um, over two days, a big packet, over two days, but the rest of my food was within what I'm trying to achieve. You know, it was high in protein, I ate veggies, um, I ate fruit. And that was hard to do because I was sitting there wanting chocolate, but I was eating pineapple and it is hard to do. But we have to remember that that's just, that we're giving ourselves too much of. I, I don't want people to beat themselves up, but I also don't want people to let themselves off too much. We're giving ourselves too much of a, a leeway when we've got a minor inconvenience, like the weather's shit or it's dark or we're feeling like a little bit sniffly. Doesn't mean everything needs to go to shit, okay? So... I understand that it's grass this time of year, but the lighter days are coming. Um, the better weather is coming. Dig deep because what we are the challenge that we are faced with as those longer days and better weather is coming is more social events, more social activities, more alcohol, more food, more things happening. So we need to nail the habits now when it's hard. We need to do the work now because while it's quiet and social occasions aren't rife, we need to be making sure that we're nailing those habits so that when things do get busier, we're just adjusting slightly rather than having to start all over when all of that chaos is happening. So dig deep, girls. I know it's hard. January is a long, long, long month. Um, and it is for us all. Even now I've been away for two weeks, I am feeling it. So I think um, you're not alone. 
if you're finding it hard, you are not alone. And just try and make sure that you stick to what your goals are, stick to what you value, stick to showing up for yourself and your health, because it will not feel better if you just pack it all in. It will not. Let's go through some wins. As always, I'm not going to read them all out, girls, because there is just too many. Um, okay, so Claire exercised five days last week, did her steps every day. The amazing Katie, who's on the Ignite program, she's on the six-week challenge, has lost another three pounds, which is fantastic. Um, last week when we did the one-to-one check-ins, um, I went through all of the food diaries of the Ignite of the Ignite challenges, and um. Katie's was one that I worked through with her and she's obviously really worked hard on it and is seeing those scales go down as a result. Jen said, although she doesn't feel like she's winning in life at the moment, one thing that has occurred to her is that although she feels like she's got a lot on her plate, which she does, um, she feels like she's coping quite well with it. It's definitely because of the Confidence Club. So it is because, so even though, this is exactly what I've just been saying. Even though things feel a little bit shit for a lot of us at the moment, and that might be just the weather or it could be genuine problems in your life, like like not having a job or struggling with relationships or struggling someone's passed away or all of these emotional things. Um, showing up for yourself and your health, although it doesn't take away the heaviness and all the way, although it doesn't take away all of those difficult things that are going on, it definitely does help a bit at just pulling you out of the emotional, stressful state that we can find ourselves when we're going through these phases in our lives. So, if you know, you could feel sad and depressed and you could sit in that little pit of self-pity. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but that is what we do. I've done it before. I did it a lot last year. Um, where you just sit and you don't do anything, you don't take any action and you can just sit in it and you just continue to sit in it. But eventually that is actually not helpful. I actually think sitting in the pit is okay for a day or two. Let yourself be sad, let yourself be, you know, let yourself eat shit, let yourself not do anything. This is when something genuinely happens that is like, you know, affects you, uh, not just a fucking rainy day. I've never said you can eat shit for two days when you have a rainy day. But if someone, something heavy is happening in your life, um, it's okay to sit in the pit, but then we've got to be the ones to drag ourselves out of it. Um, and so showing up for yourself really, really does help with that. And when we are going through a difficult time, like we've lost our job or we've lost someone we love or we're struggling in relationships or something like that, then we... I've completely lost my train of thought because the dog's just done a big sigh and I thought, oh, how cute's that? I don't even know what I'm saying. That was it. We could either use those things as an excuse to completely let ourselves go and end up months or weeks down the line and just end up somewhere really unhappy and disappointed because we've kind of done that. Or we can let ourselves be sad but continue to show up for ourselves, accept that this this phase is going to be stressful or upsetting or a little bit down, but we're going to continue to take action. We're going to keep moving and we're not just going to succumb to it all. Um, that's my way. That's my way of seeing it anyway. Like I said, I've found myself a lot of the time last year sitting in the pit and not showing up for myself and it didn't actually make me feel better. Um, and even though I'm a coach and I preach all this stuff, it's also stuff that I struggle with as well. Everybody does. Um, but when you show up, when you continue to make good choices that are in line with your health, at least you're doing something 
that is within your control. At least you're doing everything you can to try and make yourself feel better. Even if you can't change the situation, you show it up. Um, so yeah, well done, Jen, because you haven't just packed it all in. You've just been like, right, life's a little bit shit right now. I'm going to keep continue showing up for my health because if I let all that go, I'm not going to feel any better for it, am I? Jan, the amazing Jan, who's been, uh, is again on the Ignite uh, six-week challenge. She said that she fitted into a dress that was previously like a sausage skin on it. She went out on Saturday night and she had two, yes, I'll repeat, just two gin and similar tonics. She said she still enjoyed herself and had an absolute ball. Amazing. Um, really, really good. Smashed it there. And uh, she's been showing up for herself with lots of social events. She said she did end up eating more on Friday and Saturday, but she kept the same structure throughout the day. Um, and as soon as she, as soon as the social occasions were over, she just jumped back to it the following day. Um, without trying to overcompensate and eat less and overexercise, she was just like, right, keep on moving, keep doing what you're doing. Those days aren't going to have a huge effect in the grand scheme of, you know, a few months that you've been working with us. Carleen got on the scales and has lost a little bit of weight. She says she is shocked, but she had to double check. She is shocked, so she had to double check, and it's made it more determined. Um, why were you shocked that you lost weight? Like, I'm, I'm shocked that you said you're shocked. <laughs> um, because I, like, I'm confused. Why you're shocked? You, you're doing the things. You're doing your workouts. You're trying to go for walks. You literally told me today about going up Rivington Pike. You're trying to be more active. Um, you're making a good effort with your food. So why are we why are we shocked? I'm confused. Um, also, girls, remember when you do these check-ins, I actually do go into your accounts and stuff like that. So show me your weights. Like if you weigh yourself and your weight's changed, then put it in the app. I actually think you have. Um so yeah, make sure you keep updating them because when I'm reading these, I do often drop in and have a look what's going on. Um, okay, next win. Alice got three workouts in, 6K steps every day. She stayed with her calories. Her average protein was 98, which is amazing for a vegetarian. Well done. Um, she said that she took pictures for the first time in months and she doesn't hate what she sees, which is great. That's lovely. Um, I made up with that. Like the fact that you are feeling good in your skin just makes me feel happy. That's what this is all about. Um, Eleanor hit 10 grams of, oh, 10 grams. 100 grams of protein every day. She's also seen the scales move in the right direction. And she said weighing herself every day has has made her not hung up on the number, but it's nice to see it going down overall. I have mentioned this a few times, and this is something that I mentioned to quite a few of the Ignite girls when we checked in last week, is because they were only weighing themselves maybe once a week, and it was always on a Monday when we eat less good quality food over the weekend. Um and, or they were only weighing themselves like, you know, once every couple of weeks or when they were weighing themselves, it wasn't going in the app. So we can't see the full data. Um, and so weighing yourself every day, some people might think that that's obsessive, but it's actually a really good way to get your head out of the scales. Now, if you have um, kind of have had issues with the scales or issues with foods and potential disordered eating and eating disorders in the past, I'm not saying for you to do this. But generally, um, if, you know, you haven't experienced any of those things, weighing yourself daily can really, really help. I would say if weighing yourself daily, if you do it for a few weeks and you find it's getting you down, you might want to pull away from it 
but usually it makes you feel really good because you can see that the scales fluctuate every day, but over time they come down. Now that's only going to happen if you put in the full effort as well. Um, so it's not just weighing yourself every day is the magic thing to do. You obviously have to do the work as well as that goes without saying. Um, but it can be a really, really good way for you to spot changes in your weight that you're not currently seeing. Because a lot of the time it can feel like you stayed the weight, stayed the same weight for three weeks when in fact you haven't, you've gone down each week. It's just that your weight's fluctuating a lot because it does. Chrissy was very organized and it made a big difference to her week. Uh, she's, she said when things didn't go right, she didn't get stressed, which is amazing. Taking a leaf out of Mel Robbins' book, uh, learning from that podcast. We've got Kira who um, said that she had a meal out on Saturday, so she banked. 500 calories midweek to save for the Saturday. I actually went into Kira's graphs because I was thinking, I hope that wasn't 500 calories a day. Um, and it wasn't from what I can see. I'm actually going to double check because now I'm doubting myself. Hang on. Now, I don't know why I doubted myself because in the next column along, I've literally wrote notes to say I checked, but my brain is not working. Blame the snot. <laughs> um... She said that she enjoyed the tapas. She had a slice of Costco cake. She probably went over the calories slightly on Saturday, but she didn't worry about it. She just got back to it on Sunday. She didn't feel sluggish or bloated like she normally does after a meal. Uh, and she didn't have a hangover either. Win, 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 win all round. She said she went for a walk every day when she wasn't working and she's feeling the benefit of it mentally. Unbelievable. And she got three workouts in. She's absolutely smashed the week. Well done, Kira. Sarah said she went for a few drinks after work on Friday and instead of her usual wine and cocktails, which I know we all love, she stuck to her gin and Simline tonic. She did say, though, that she had a Chinese takeaway, which is very honest, um, but when, when she got in, but she didn't order what she would usually order. She stuck to a small serving, so she didn't eat the whole meal, which is what I recommend, um, and she didn't go for anything that was deep fried and, like, battered. She said she drank a shitload of water, before bed to rehydrate, which is a good, a, a really good move because a Chinese and a combination of a Chinese and alcohol together is just a recipe for dehydration and a really rough hangover. Um, she started Saturday with a healthy breakfast, so she didn't go too off course. Amazing. Danielle was traveling for work this week, but prepped breakfast and got a salad from MS for tea that she could easily track coming home and stayed away from Percy Pigs. Well done. Um, one of the biggest questions, like most often, most common questions that I get is, um, you know, what do I get when I'm out and about? And honestly, get really, this used to be something that I would say, oh, well, I couldn't do it because I was out and about. But then I would be that person at the Mackey's drive through instead of going into the M&S shop and getting a sandwich or a salad or something like that, that was actually, you know, higher protein and and within my nutrition targets. Or like if I was shopping in town all day, I'd be the one who'd go for an Italian club rather than actually picking something and getting the carbonara rather than actually picking something that was well within my goals. So often we think, um, I can't eat healthy if I'm, if I'm grabbing and going. So I, I, if, uh, I can't talk. Um, I can't eat healthy or I can't stay within my nutrition targets if I'm, you know, having to, if I'm out and out and about and on the go. And it's one of the biggest excuses. And yes, it's an excuse that I hear all the time because there's been plenty of times that I've stopped at a service station at a petrol garage and been able to pick up a sandwich instead of picking up, you know, loads of snacks and loads of shit. Um, 
instead of getting a Greg's, you know, getting getting a chicken sandwich or a chicken salad. Like it's just making sure that when you are out and about that you're thinking, what are my options here? I'm in the middle of town. There's fucking loads of options. Right, I'll go to M&S or I'll just go to Tesco or I'll go to that restaurant, but I'll just order a salad or I'll go to that restaurant, but I won't get a garlic bread and chips. I'll just get me pasta. Um, so a lot of people use that. Oh, I was out and about. And so, you know, I, could, I had no control. And you did have control actually because no one force feeds you. No one tells you exactly what to eat. Um, so you actually are in control and just knowing that can, um, make a big difference because if you feel out of control, you'll act out of control. But if you know you're in control, then you'll make the right choices. You'll, you'll at least consider those, those better choices. So well done, Dan. Nicola said she's had good protein, almost hundred grams every day, much better than usual. Steps have been high. She's feeling good about herself today. She decided not to weigh herself because she didn't want anything to spoil it. Um, but she's feeling good, which is the main thing at the end of the day. Angela got lots of steps in, got hit her target most days, and Laura said her clothes are feeling looser. Amazing. Um, okay, so we'll go through the struggles and we'll go through the questions. There are quite a few. Um, there are two people who struggled with the weekend. And so one person said they hit the fuck it button because they didn't eat until late and so they were starving. Um now we need to ask, like, why did you actually hit the fuck up button? Oh, another person said, I slipped up a bit and had a few rosé wines. Um, so when we think about it, like, why did we actually make those decisions? When we're sitting there, it doesn't matter how late we're eating, doesn't matter how hungry, hungry we are. When we look at that menu or when we're considering making a choice, we need to think, right, what does my body need? What am I going to enjoy? And also, what does my body need? Um, and if your goal is weight loss, unfortunately, sacrifices do have to be made. Now, sometimes those sacrifices um aren't going to be worth it. So, for example, the first person who said the first person, the person who said she had a few rosé wine, she said she enjoyed it and she wasn't hard on herself. So to me, that means she didn't regret it. But the person who said I hit the fuck up button she's probably unhappy or not feeling good about the choices that she made. So instead of beating yourself up about it, think, okay, what would I have done differently? How would I have done that differently? One of the things that she actually said is, I didn't plan it because the menu wasn't online. That actually does not matter. We need to stop finding excuses for ourselves. You know, oh my God, the menu is not online. So when I get there, I'm going to have to order, you know, the least healthy option. And make, that makes absolutely zero sense. Um, it doesn't matter if you couldn't plan it ahead. Do some calorie borrowing. Keep your nutrition spot on. Breakfast and lunch, high protein, low carb. And then when you get to that evening meal, there will be something there. Almost every restaurant you go to, you can get a steak and chips or a steak and mash and veg. Or you can get some sort of salad, whether it's like a seafood salad or a chicken salad or whatever. Um, you can There's always something to order. So I think actually maybe it's not a case of, oh, it was difficult to plan and the menu wasn't online. It's a case of that you actually didn't make the right choices that you knew you should have made. Um, and obviously the getting hungry thing is not ideal because you did eat late. And I do always say when you're hungry, you make shit choices um, and we don't make good decisions. So that is like a reason why I would have said maybe have a little snack. You know, if, you, if, if your meal was at nine o'clock and you were starving at seven, have an apple, have a banana, have something that's also nourishing. Um, and don't hold on and grin and bear it. Like have something, but have something healthy. Um, 
maybe if you knew your meal was at nine o'clock, you could have spread your breakfast and lunch out a little bit more. So instead of having lunch at 12, you could have had it at three, those types of things, just little tactics to try and keep your hunger at bay a little bit throughout the day. Because when we are dieting, girls, that's one of the most important things to, be, to, to keep into consideration is how am I going to make sure that I don't allow myself to get too hungry? Because when we are hungry, we do make poor choices. Um, so I just want to kind of question this. It's not because the menu wasn't online. Um, it was probably, it probably did have, it played a part that you were starving. So there's some things that you could do to help that. And, but also remember that you're in control. So it doesn't matter how hungry you are. When you sit down at that restaurant and you read the menu, you need to, you need to remember like what your goals are and what your, you know, what would be the right choice for you? What would make you feel good when you wake up in the morning? Did you feel good when you woke up in the morning after making the choices that you made? Now, I don't know what this meal was like. You might have actually chosen something really healthy, but you're just beating yourself up. Um, or you could have just gone wild and ordered like lots and lots and, and you know, overindulged. But either way, I want you to think back to the back to the event and ask yourself, what would you do differently? If you could repeat it, if you could do the whole day differently, what would you do? Um, next we've got, I realized that although I'm making sure I do X, Y, Z every single day, my routine is shot. My diet is up the wall. Part of me thinks that as soon as I get a job, that'll be fixed. Um, and just accept you're out of routine and don't stress about it because it's temporary. Um, and then the other side of me thinks you've got a honeymoon in seven weeks, stop treating yourself, you greedy get. Okay. So what we have to remember is regardless of whether we have a job, regardless of whether we are in a routine or not. Um, we should be eating. We should be eating three nutritious meals a day most days. Obviously, there's space for indulgence. Um, one of the things that I found the hardest when I was uh, when I took the month off for to to have the IVF was meal times and eating because I felt out of routine and I wasn't moving as much and stuff. And I did have to force feed myself breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And like I was saying a while ago, um you know, actually setting times for myself. Like if it's got to 10 o'clock and I haven't, haven't eaten, nothing else in the day is more important. If it's got to two o'clock and I haven't eaten lunch, nothing else is more important than eating that lunch. Um, same with dinner, if it gets to seven, eight o'clock. So just make sure that, you know, what you have to remember is you're still a human being, you still need fuel and well. You're still a human being who wants to feel good on your honeymoon so you know it is in your best interest to make good choices with your nutrition with your diet um, and then ask yourself is the food you're eating making you feel good do you feel good from it are you feeling happy and satisfied from the food are you feeling like it's nourishing you do you feel energized from it is it contributing or hindering your health how is it like when you're eating something is it actually contributing to nourishing your body or is it actually not a good choice Right, I'm going to have to pause this because Fran has just come in squeaking the toy so the dog's going to bark. You know what? You'd think after eight years that he'd just become a little bit less annoying, but he's not. It gets more annoying. <laughs> Sorry, Fran, if you're listening. Um, so is it contributing or hindering your health, the choices that you're making? And then when you look back on it, obviously I'm getting the vibe, the fact that you've put this in this, in this question box, that you're not happy with the choices that you've been making. And that you're looking at it thinking, what are you doing? Why am I doing this? So what would you change? What would you do differently? Are you skipping meals? Are you snacking more? Are you eating less good quality food? Are you skipping on your fruit and veg? Um, so what would you change? Maybe write it down. 
maybe if you are tracking your food, which I don't think you are at the moment, but if you are tracking your food, look back on your food diary and look at your choices, think, mm, is this actually in line with what I'm what I want to achieve? Um, so you know, ask yourself what would you change and then change it. Okay. So what we have to remember is in this situation, obviously you are in a difficult situation and food can be very helpful to to make us feel better when things are emotional and stressful. Um, but we don't want to end up three months, six months down the line and, and you feel right back at square one before you even, you know, joined the community. So we have to make sure that we keep, we catch ourselves. Um, and to me, this tells me that you're looking at your diet and you're not happy with it and that you want to catch yourself. So you've got to be the one to do it. Um, so what would you change? Look back on it all, ask yourself, is it making you feel good? you know, energized, happy? Is it contributing to your health? Is it hindering your health? And what would you change? And then just fucking change it. That's all it is. You in particular know exactly what food that you should be eating to be healthy, to feel good. Don't forget, don't lose sight of thing of how to feel good because of everything else that's going on. Remember to take care of yourself and you're brilliant at the exercise side of things. So just make sure that the nutrition doesn't slip because the nutrition at the end of the day, when it comes to maintaining your weight or losing weight or gaining weight, it is all down to nutrition at the end of the day. Okay. Um. Next we have, now this is probably because I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable today. I am suspicious that I must be due on in a few days. I'm not tracking my cycle or anything at the moment. Just letting it all go. And the fact that I welled up and nearly cried, well, know that I actually shed a tear when I read this struggle is weird. So you're going to listen to this and be like, that's not actually emotional, but it made me a little bit emotional. So I had a low on motivate. I had a low motivation day. I almost gave up going to the gym on one day, but my partner helped me remember that I can't wait for motivation and supported me more with the house and the kids so I could go without worrying. Like, how cute is that? I actually feel like I'm well enough. <laughs> oh my God, I'm definitely due on. Um, she said, that made a huge difference. So my lesson was to share with close people your goals and your mindset because they are the ones that will keep pushing you on the difficult days. Can we just take a minute? <laughs> um, now, honestly, this did, this this really, if you're watching the video, you'll see that my eyes are well enough. I am pathetic. Um, this is actually really, really big. It is huge to have a supportive partner. It is massive to have somebody in your life who understands when to push you and understands what to say to you, understands what you're trying to achieve and encourages you to do that. Because there'll be many other, I think there'll be many women listening to this who in that situation, their partner would have gone, oh, Sam, let's just like, let's just snuggle up and get a chippy or, or, they might have been like, oh, don't worry, love, don't go. You've had a hard day and, then, you know, and brought you home loads of chocolate, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong. Never say no to chocolate when it's given to me as a gift. Always, always feels lovely when someone thinks of you in that way. But this partner understands what she's trying to achieve and knew how to support her. Like, does that not make anyone else really, like, emotional? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um... Because it's not it's not common. I I have that. I know I have that. Like 
me and Fran are always pushing each other if one of us is um having a motivation dip we ask it's like we'll challenge them and we'll help them make the right decision the fact that this person has has also added the support of like helping with the kids and doing more around the house so that she could have that protected time for herself I just think that that's amazing and I think that you should be very very grateful for having that I feel grateful for having that level of support and I think you should feel very grateful for having that level of support because I know there will be a lot of women who are listening who don't and if you don't, um, maybe this is a sign to explain to your partner what you're trying to achieve, explain to your partner why it's important, explain to your partner when you're having a difficult day or you do dip in motivation, explain to them what you need, explain to them that you don't need the chippy and the movie night, explain to them that you need the encouragement to go and that you need reminding that we don't rely on motivation. Like, this is, I don't know, like, I just think it needed mentioning that that, was, that is actually amazing. And you're very, very um, in a very, very fortunate position that you've got that support. And if we don't have that support, make sure you reach out and you tell people what you need. Um, because, because you know, they might not know if you say, oh, I can't be bothered going. They might think the best thing to say to you is, oh, don't go, love. They might think that's the nicest thing, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes you need the push. A lot of the time you need the push. A lot of the time you need reminding. We don't need to just show up on the good days. We show up on the rough days too. We show up on the days we don't feel like it. And if you don't have a valid excuse, you need to you need to go and do the work because tomorrow, that's what you'll feel proud of. We're either going to wake up tomorrow and feel disappointed with what we did, with the, with the decisions that you made, or you're going to wake up tomorrow and feel proud of it. Um. So this is huge. Like I just had to mention it and I'm an absolute pathetic person for getting emotional. At that twice when I read it, I didn't think I would wear it on the podcast. <laughs> blame the cold and the hormones it's all it could be and the weather fuck off january i'm sick of you <laughs> oh god anyway um next struggle is meeting my calories each day when i have upped my protein i am just not hungry someone else said eating all my calories is my biggest struggle um so what i want to say to these both of these people is it's actually really really good that you're feeling full and you're feeling satisfied from your food like that makes me fucking buzzing um because that's how i want you to feel but want you to make sure that you are tracking things accurately so a lot of the time when i get a new client if i give them a target and they are struggling to hit their targets a lot of the time i'll notice that things aren't tracked properly they'll put five grams of butter when i know only psychopaths have five grams of butter um they'll put they won't be tracking their coffees the sugars in their teas um they don't track oil they don't track um, things like sauces, like mayo that's added. Like people completely forget about liquids from juice. What about alcohol? What about wine? What about fizzy drinks? What about smoothies? All of these things count. So that's the first thing that I would say um, is just make sure everything is accurately tracked. The next thing I would say is if you eat three meals a day, you will find it you will find that you are feeling fueled throughout the day and you won't find it really hard to eat your calories. Often the people who struggle to hit the calories are people who are so used to restricting through the week, but then just go fucking crazy over the weekend, eating, drinking, um, and it might not even be all eating. It could be, you know, drinking wine, drinking cocktails, all those things. And they feel like they're not really eating a lot and they struggle to start eating more regularly because they're just out of that, because it's different for them than being in this really restrictive 
mindset and a restrictive way of eating. And that restrictive way of eating might not feel restrictive for them anymore because they've done it that long. But what I would encourage you to do is make sure that you eat them three meals a day. All of those meals have got protein in and all of them have got some sort of carbs and fruit or veggies in. Um, and just continue with that. Remember when you increase your protein intake for feelings of fullness, you know, it, it does increase, which is great, which is why we want to eat lots of protein. So I would um, not force feed yourself. Just make sure you're being on it with your tracking and it's all accurate. And, um, you know, you don't need to force feed yourself, but there's a reason why we have a minimum calorie target and it's to make sure that you are in tip top health and feeling good but it's not for the purpose of completely forcing yourself to eat um, and just be mindful of that if we do restrict through the week what are we doing at the weekend is that leading you to eat more of a weekend or maybe if you look back before you started the program was that your routine of eating hardly anything through the week and then maybe eating and drinking more of a weekend um okay i would also say as well because one of these people does night shifts and i know that people do a night shift really struggle on some days to hit their calories so when you're on a night shift you still need to eat three meals a day and I know that you're eating at strange times but we need to think like realistically how are we going to get the fuel in us so prep something for so often when people get in from a night shift they feel like death and so they don't want to eat anything so I usually tell clients who, who do night shifts that when they get in, that that's when they eat their breakfast. Now, I don't know about you, I, I don't want to eat at five o'clock in the morning, but I'm, I I force myself to eat. Even though it's hard, I do force myself to eat because I know that's going to help me later on in the, in the morning. Um, But it's just something light. So when you get in from your night shift, what about having just a protein yogurt with some fruit on? Um, one of my clients actually used to have her tea in the morning when she got home. Uh, and then that would be her breakfast but that was just she always preferred something savory so she would have like a stir fry in bed before she went to sleep um so prep something for when you get home or have something in for when you get home or eat before your shift finishes so you might want to eat like if you're finishing at nine in the morning maybe eat at seven while you're still in work and it's all distracted and you're still lively um but yeah i still make sure that you're getting your three meals a day when you're on night shifts i mentioned that because i know that one person who we checked in with last week specifically struggled with eating enough calories when she was on night shifts because you do just feel like dog shit when you're on nights and i know because i have actually done a stint of nights um in the past which wasn't fun um next one we've got i was hungry banking some calories for the weekend Wednesday I was proper starving I had my tea really early and we normally eat it a bit later but I go to uni on a Wednesday and I swear I'm hungrier in uni it's weird because I'm just sat down it makes me hungry believe it or not using your brain takes up a lot of energy Um, now I should have gone and looked for some sort of study on this but I am pretty sure that like difficult difficult challenging tasks and mental stimulation and um, burns a lot of calories and uses a lot of energy um so i know that we're not necessarily moving our body but our brains are like a, a you know they need they need energy to function so if you're in uni and you're listening a lot and you're learning a lot and you're taking a lot in so much mental stimulation maybe that's why you feel hungry because you genuinely have maybe used a few more calories um 
I actually checked to see if you were borrowing too much to see like if there was a reason for the hunger because like maybe you'd borrowed, you know, you're borrowing 500 a day instead of 200 a day. Um, but you weren't, you actually only borrowed, you know, a few from each day, which is fine because you were honoring your hunger and didn't, you know, really restrict and deprive, which is great. So there's nothing wrong with the cal calorie borrowing that you did. It's actually spot on. Um, my suggestion to helping you feel more full when on the days that you are calorie borrowing, sorry girls, is to add low calorie, high volume foods like fruit and veg. So quite often when I look through people's food diaries, they're not eating enough fruit and veg. They're just, they're just thinking about calories and protein and they're not thinking about how am I going to make this meal as filling as possible. Now I know if I make a a dirty rice, for example, which is basically just rice and seasoning and a protein. So I make it with mince or I make it with chicken. If I just put the protein and the rice and the water in, when that actually went on my plate, it would look like a tiny little portion. But if I add peas, peppers, onions, broccoli, asparagus, mushrooms, if I add low calorie, high volume foods, what I mean by high volume is they take up space. If I add those to my meal, my plate of foods all of a sudden has got a bit bigger and the calories have only increased slightly, okay? And I've added really good high fiber nutrients to my meal. So add fruit and veg and do it for, do it for the vitamins and minerals, do it for the fiber, but also do it because it helps you to feel full. I challenge myself every time I'm making a meal, I'm like, how many plants can I fit in this today? And I just throw everything in. And there's always just loads of extra veggies in there. If I'm ever following a recipe off like pinch of norm or anything like that, I just add extra veg in, extra, because I know that that's going to fill me more. And I also know that it's full of goodness. Um, so try that. If you're having a protein yogurt, you know, add loads of berries to it. It'll last you longer. You'll feel fuller. The thing is, our stomachs don't know calories. They know food volume. So if you add 1,600 calories worth of Mackey's, then you'd eat that and you'd be hungry again a couple of hours later because your food, your, your stomach knows food volume. It doesn't look or feel like a lot of food. If you add 1,600 calories in three meals and they were full of protein, carbs, and veggies, you would be much more full. It would look like a lot more food. And so your stomach recognizes it as a lot more food because it is. Um, so eat, add these low calorie, high volume foods to your meals to make it more easier. One thing that I also wanted to check is you specifically said you were you were hungrier on Wednesday. Um, oh, and I'm also seeing that you don't, haven't ticked your five fruit and veg on those days so that's something to work on um on most days you haven't hit your five fruit and veg so interesting interesting i didn't know that but i still gave you that advice so this this could be something that could make a big difference to you i wanted to actually see what your um exercise and activity was like because what we have to understand is that our body is really really clever if we exert ourselves if we you know exercise and use up energy and use up you know calories then we are going to our body wants to compensate from that so our body doesn't want us to lose weight basically its ultimate goal is survival and it doesn't want us to lose weight even if we're overweight even if we've got body fat to lose our body doesn't want us to lose fat it's against everything that it is trying to do it wants to keep you exactly as you are 
So if you exercise and expend energy and use calories, it wants to make up for that. And this is why I always say r- running more or doing 20K steps actually ends up coming and biting you on the bum because you you, you start, you, you're starving. You can't handle your hunger. Um, so, so that's why I always say like, it's actually not beneficial. The, the goal is to do as little as possible just to keep that hunger at a nice little level. So... Um, if you did have a really active day or two, the day before or the day of this hunger, that makes sense. So quite often when I'm ch- checking in with clients and they're like, I was absolutely starving on Thursday. And then I look at Wednesday and they've climbed a mountain or something. I'm like, no shit. You did 25,000 steps yesterday. So you're going to feel really hungry. I'm on this person's, I'm obviously not naming it because I don't name on struggles and stuff, but I'm on this person's step chart right now. And it actually looks like she's got two 15k days. Um, so what day was that? So she was starving on Wednesday, um, which was a 10k step day. So yeah, there's that just pooped. It didn't actually, <laughs> she didn't actually have a very active day that day. But if you do find yourself particularly struggling with hunger one day, girls, then think about it. What did I do yesterday? I went on a run. Ah, okay. What to do yesterday? I did 20,000 steps because I went up for a big walk with me mate. Okay, makes sense. So in that case, you can allow yourself a little 100 calories, 200 calories more if you really want. Um, or if you if you would like to take that deficit, you know, and use it to your advantage, then just make sure that you don't, if you do eat more, don't make sure that you don't go wild with it. Okay. Um, but this is why more activity is not always better. But for in your case, the person who asked this, question it actually wasn't your activity it probably you used all your brain power in uni next we've got i wanted this is a quick struggle to go through because i just want to ask you questions i wanted to try and go for a run but i talked myself out of it what excuse did you use think about it and actually anybody last week who planned on doing a workout or planned on going for a walk or planned on a healthy meal or planned on going for a run or planned on doing spin class or planned on anything that was good for your health, but then you ended up talking yourself out of it. I want you to ask yourself, what excuse did you use? What was the excuse? What did you come up with? What did you find? And then was it valid? Oh, it was proper grey, rainy day. That's not valid. Oh, I just felt a little bit like, ugh, that's not valid. Oh, I was sick as a dog. That's valid. Okay. So like, I haven't been able to, I've actually been so frustrated with getting sick because I've just been in Thailand on flights for 14 hours with loads of sick people coughing around me and I never got sick. Go back to work for one week, someone comes in the gym sick and I'm sick. But it's really pissed me off because I was right into me training. I was enjoying me running. (laughs) Did I just say I was enjoying me running? I was not enjoying me running, but I was into it and and planned a 10k to do on Saturday, but then I couldn't couldn't go because of me chest. Um, and that wouldn't have been beneficial. So that is a valid excuse. You are sick, yeah. Or, you know, someone else is sick and you've had to, you know, drop everything for them. Valid. But not feeling like it, feeling a bit tired, feeling a bit stressed, or being in a mood because someone said something to you that you weren't happy with, or the weather being bad, they're not excuses, they're not valid you're looking for them and you're you're taking them on as oh yeah the weather's a bit poo like it's it's not valid if you would like running motivation then um let me know because i actually do have a running 
what a, a WhatsApp group for running. So if you are in the Lift and Glow community online or at the gym, I will and invite you into it. And that group, honestly, they will make you want to run because when the when the map when the runs go in there and when you they're all high on their endorphins and it makes you want to go and they are the only reason that I have actually gone on the runs that I've gone on and they're the reason why I feel really jealous and upset that I can't go on my runs while I'm sick and um, so if you do need one of motivation then get in that group okay next struggle is I haven't done a workout in ages every week I say I'm going to get back into it but then I end up putting everyone else first and they just don't get done when you say you're putting everyone else first like is this valid what do you mean you're putting everyone else first? Does that mean you're making people's tea? I know you've got kids and um, is this valid? Like when you say putting everyone else first, ask yourself, what does that actually mean? What's that mean? You're putting everyone else first or making everyone's tea? Okay, but don't you make your own tea anyway? Like, can you not ask for support? Like, why aren't you asking for support? Or is it something valid? Like, you know, I'm taking my mum to an appointment or whatever. You know, do you know, do you understand what I mean? Like, is this an actual valid excuse or is this something that you're just saying? Um, she said that my fat weight loss is slowing down, uh, which could, could be because I need to start exercising along the food and the steps, or maybe I'm just not tracking properly because and I'm not in as much of a deficit as I thought. So Questions that I want to ask yet, you know, um, you know what I'm like, always asking questions. Do you really not have the capacity to train? Like, ask yourself seriously, looking back on last week, do you not have capacity to train? If you're listening to this right now, go and, and you say that you've got no capacity to train and you've got no time to train. Can we just go and look at our screen time on our phone? Because it would shock you that you might spend two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours on your phone, scrolling Instagram, looking at strangers, comparing yourself to absolute, I don't know, fake people on the internet, but you couldn't, you didn't have time to train, but you had time to scroll, didn't have time to train, but you had time to binge watch whatever Netflix series you're watching. Be critical with your time. Ask yourself, is this actually true? Do you really not have capacity? If you don't have capacity, Okay, but a lot of you listening to this who are using this excuse, oh, I don't have time or this happened or this happened, you probably did have time, you just didn't use it or you just didn't make yourself do it when you really needed to. You didn't get out of bed earlier. You didn't set the boundary. You didn't do it on your lunch break. You didn't ask for help from whoever. Um, Didn't maybe get your kids involved. A lot of the mums do that. So is this actually true that you don't have capacity? And... um. Are you finding excuses? Are you looking for excuses instead of looking for solutions? We have to try and get this out of our heads. We have to try and overcome this mindset of always looking for the way out. Our body will always choose the comfortable evil. So like our body will always want to stay comfortable. Our body doesn't want to do the hard thing of getting up and doing the workout, getting up and going for the walk, getting up and making the healthy meal. It doesn't want to do that. It wants to keep you comfortable. Um, and we, instead of instead of automatically looking for the reasons not to do it, oh, it's raining, oh, that customer really pissed me off, oh, I've had a stressful day, oh, I'm tired, oh, my sleep was a little bit dodgy. Um, instead of looking for them, let's look for solutions. What can I do? Okay, I've got 30 minutes here, let's do it, right? I'm going to get up early in the morning, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to get my kids involved. Um, I'll do it when they go to bed. You know, these types of things don't, 
we need to train ourselves to stop giving into the excuses. They're going to come to you and you have to go, no, that's not valid. No, that's not valid. No, that isn't a real excuse. I have got the time. Look at me screen time. Look how much of the traitors I've watched. Like, I can do this. It's hard, especially, obviously, I don't fully understand, but I work with a lot of women who've got families, who've got kids, young kids. And now it's hard. And it's constant juggling act as a woman. And we do, you girls uh, tend to take the brunt of it. And not a lot of you have all of the support that you need. Maybe it's just down to asking for it. Maybe it's down to you not just taking the brunt of everything and actually saying, listen, I need to do this thing for my, for myself and my sanity. So I need you to help. I need you to pick up the slack. When it comes to tracking, you said, maybe I'm not tracking properly and I'm not in as much of a calorie deficit as I thought. What does maybe I'm not tracking properly? Are you tracking properly? This is a yes or no answer. Are you tracking properly or do you know that you're not? Like, do you know that, are you looking back and thinking, mm, I have missed these off. Mm, I did have that and it didn't go in. Oh, I did guesstimate that portion. Um, I did miss out that glass of wine. Like, are you actually giving it 100%? The fact that this is gone in your checking form makes me think that you're looking back on it and thinking, I don't think I'm doing this right, or maybe I'm missing days or I'm being inconsistent. Um, I've just actually looked at your um graphs, your nutrition graphs, they're up in front of me while I'm talking. And on Friday, you added two and a half thousand calorie day. So I actually don't think maybe tracking isn't the issue. But before that, you did have a lot of inconsistency. So maybe that is. But the last week looked like it was consistent. You had a really high, high cal day. So it took you like a thousand calories over your target, which isn't going to ruin your week. As we know, if you're in a 3,500 calorie deficit, it just reduces it a little bit. It isn't going to ruin your week. But if you weigh yourself a day or two after a high calorie day like that, the scales are going to go up. The scales are not going to go down. It's unrealistic to expect that they will, even though you're in a deficit over the week, all of that food is still making its way through your system. So my suggestion to you would be to weigh yourself a few times this week, maybe weigh yourself on Wednesday and Friday, and then see if you get the movement that you're looking for. Um. Okay. I still need to work on improving my step count. I'm averaging 6K last week, which was better than the week before, but I need to book some walks in to my work calendar this week. Small improvements add up to really big results. So all I would do this week is... Um, try and go for 7k on as many days as you can that's literally an extra 10 minutes I don't even think it's an extra 10 minutes of walking it's probably less Um, so you're actually you're almost there that's another few that's another couple of trips you know to the toilet or to the to get a cup of tea Um, I think that you can definitely improve that over time you don't need to jump straight to 10k take it to seven once you smash that for a couple of weeks take it to eight Okay, do it slowly. Small improvements add up to big results. So just keep working on it. You said that you need to book some walks into your calendar. 100% do that. I don't think it's a good idea to just expect them to happen. I think we need to book them in and we need to make them happen, especially if you're busy, especially if you have a schedule that's all over the place. It might be that you need to do your steps first thing in the morning. It might be that you need to do it on your lunch. It might be that you need to go straight after work. Maybe um, when you go to the gym, once you've finished your workout, you spend 15 minutes on the treadmill getting some steps in. A lot of my clients do that, to be honest, just to get some extra activity in. They just pair it up together. Obviously helps with the not being out in the cold weather too. 
Um, so life's been a little bit shit at the moment. I'm feeling a little bit numb. I'm just trying not to let that stop me looking after me, even if my head isn't in it. I'm making sure I'm, I'm making sure I'm failing myself and my body. I don't know what that's meant to say, but anyway, I know the feeling. Um, but I think things might feel heavy, things might feel hard. But like I said at the start of the this check in, is that if we sit in the pit and we wallow and we don't take any action, we don't often feel better for it. We often will only start, we can only make the best of a shit situation, okay? So we can, in a shit situation, no matter how terrible or, or shit it is, we can either do nothing and feel shit or we can try and do small little things that might make us feel 1% or 0.5% better. So that might just, it's just showing up for your health. Um, and it doesn't take away all of your problems, but it does make them feel a little bit easier when you're showing up for yourself. It makes us feel good for doing good for our bodies and doing good for our minds. So um, focusing on you is the right move and just keep doing that and I hope things get easier. And I think a lot of people are feeling how you're feeling. So you're not alone um, and just keep just keep trooping on. It's graft. This time of year is hard, girls. Okay, couple of questions before we move, uh, well, before we finish up. On my fitness pal, when you're tracking, for example, skin on fries, there are so many different variations of the same food. Are you best to type in a generic option as the difference in macros can be massive? So what we have to remember is that no tracking is 100% accurate. Even when you scan something and track it, it's not 100% accurate. And that is mind boggling. Like it could be 20% either way. The purpose of tracking is not to be 100% accurate. The purpose of tracking is for accountability. Um, and it is to challenge your decision making and so that you're really aware. And it does work um, for that reason. Okay. It's not about it being exact to the absolute calorie. If you're searching something like skin on fries, if you add a massive portion, for example, choose a higher calorie option. If you just had a normal portion, choose the middle option. I would never choose the lowest option. I just wouldn't. I would always choose the middle or the highest. Um, so for example, like when you get them little, by the way, this is one of my absolute pet hates in restaurants. You know, when you get them little, little baskets or tin pots of, or like any sort of like container of chips, of fries and they do it so that they can give you a little shitty portion but you get a little container of fries and then they put loads of bacon paper in it and then they just fries on the top and when you actually get to the bottom like half of the thing's actually empty that's like a small portion of fries but if you've got like you know like you get it on a plate and it's a nice big hefty portion of fries it's a big one like that is my pet hate when people give me i'm like are you for real i'm not stupid you filled the you filled the basket of bacon paper where's my chips um so we'll know often, you know, we've all been alive for a few years. We'll know if something's a big portion or a small portion. Um, and so I would just choose the middle or the highest and try not to stress about it or overthink it too much. Just put something in. Um, and remember, if you are eating out regularly, it's probably not a good idea to keep ordering the fries every time you go out. Make sure that that's just like a on your, on your more indulgent day, for example. Um, <clears throat> I would really like to work on my stomach area. I've got Georgie's wedding in eight weeks and would like to feel fantastic. Um, can you recommend some exercises for this? So she's going to my daughter's wedding. 
Unfortunately, I cannot recommend any exercises for this because all it is is fat loss, all it is is weight loss, and it doesn't matter how many how many crunches, sit ups, planks. Doesn't matter how much of that you do, that is not going to make you lose more fat off your stomach. Okay, we cannot pick and choose where we lose weight from. Otherwise, we'd all have the bodies of our dreams. Okay, you can't just train loads of legs to lose more fat on your legs. You can't just train all your arms and lose more fat on your arms. Unfortunately, our bodies just have a way of losing fat in their own way. So some people hold it more around the middle, some around the thighs, some on the bum, some on the upper body, some are more evenly spread. Um, and it's going to come off where it comes off and your body decides that and you actually can't do anything about it. So do not get sucked into doing these, you know, tummy tightening um ab workouts or ab blasts or do this for a six pack don't get sucked into any of that it's actually energy wasted you'd be better spending your time going for a walk you would better spending your time making a nice healthy meal um like it's good to have a strong core it's good to um have strong muscles in your stomach it's the foundation of your body it's really important but doing core having a strong core and losing fat on your stomach like they just don't they don't they don't join up like you can have a lot of fat on your stomach and have a very strong core um your body is going to lose fat from where it wants to when it chooses so my suggestion is to keep on going um your weight is heading in the right direction you're making progress and i just don't want you to get too frustrated and don't start looking for any miracles or quick fixes because unfortunately there just isn't any and if there was a way for me to help you all get like instantly flat stomachs i'd be helping you do that like i know that that's a lot of people's goals but there just isn't there's no magic workouts if there was you'd be doing them um but there just isn't you just need to show up do the work keep going for your walks keep focusing on your nutrition and keep all that fruit and veg up and that is literally it unfortunately we are the the area that we want to move it from lose it from most is often the slowest like that's our like problem area and it gets frustrating but there's nothing miraculous that's going to do this for you it's just the basics of nutrition right um i definitely have more questions let me keep scrolling okay um I've gone past one. No, I haven't. Gosh, Haley, my brain's not okay today. I'm struggling. Um, okay, so any tips to get the scales moving again when they've slowed right down? I would say, so still keeping my steps high and eating well most of the time. Is it exercise or do I need to be more of a deficit? I know it's not all about scale weight, but I find it's demotivating when the scales slow down. So I actually went in and checked your calories and actually worked your calories out again. And there is no need for us to change them right now. The only thing that you could do a little bit extra is to start making time for your workouts. Um, also, your steps, you're averaging around between seven and 10, maybe just make this a little bit more consistently closer to the 10. Um, and then I would also try and make sure that you're managing your weekends a little bit better when it comes to nutrition. Um, so try and avoid having these super high gal days um, because, you know, in a way they might hold you back, especially if they're not tracked accurately, if you're eating out and stuff like that. So what I've just, to summarize, I would say add in some workouts to increase that activity. Take your steps from you know, between seven and 10 to maybe between eight and 10 and just up that a little bit more, try and make the extra effort. And then when it comes to nutrition, you're just going to have to be a little bit stricter with yourself. And I'm not saying I have to deprive yourself completely, 
But instead of going over by a thousand calories, can we go over by 300 or 400? Can we just rein it in a little bit? Can we um, stop when, you know, can we stop ourselves before it gets like a thousand calories over our target? Because that will, it's not going to stop fat loss happening altogether but it is going to slow it down. Like there's no getting away from that. It will slow it down. We can't go over our calories, you know, in large amounts and expect that to not have an impact. It will. Um. So yeah, that would be my main, my advice for you. Also, has it slowed down? Maybe you're not weighing yourself often enough to really see what your weight's doing. Maybe you're only weighing yourself after uh, when you know when you think oh every Monday or something like that so maybe weigh yourself more often too sorry I need another drink me throat that's so dry and scratchy um okay so I haven't been tracking my workouts with each individual rep and weight as I forget to do it during and then at the end I can't remember exactly what I did I've just been doing a little overall note in the comments of my workouts should I be trying to track or keeping the keeping to the notes if you are in the gym, I actually don't think this person is. I think this person does the home program. But if you're in the gym, I definitely want you to log your sets and reps. There's an, it, It's not like there's not enough time to do that. There definitely is enough time to do that um, in the gym because you get rests. So in the gym, I definitely want to track your weights and I definitely want to track your reps too because then you're going to see progress because obviously we need to apply progressive overloads. So I do think it is better to track each set and each rep. However, you're doing the home program. So if the notes are allowing you to see progress, it might be helpful. So you might be saying, I don't know. I don't exactly know what you're putting in there. Um, But if you're comparing it to last week, if you're actually looking back on the notes and you're seeing, right, okay, this felt hard, this felt heavier, use this for this. And, and you're actually looking back on them, then you will, you will be able to, you will be able to improve on what you've written for last week so it's less important in the home workouts because obviously you have less variety of weights and stuff you're probably doing everything with you know one or two sets of dumbbells but when you're in the gym 100% track the sets and reps like in lift and glow in the gym there's a few girls who don't use who weren't using the app and then like I'm like why aren't you using the app you've been lifting that weight for like two months three months and we haven't got you past it. Why aren't you using it? And then they start tracking the weights and they literally shoot up and get, you know, and get PBs because they didn't realize that they were staying comfortable. It was only that like they started acknowledging, oh yeah, I did lift that last week. And um, that they saw that, they, you know, they could push and that they could progress. Okay, two questions from this person. First one is, I do the workouts quicker than what they say on the app. Am I rushing my movements, do you think? And is it okay if it's completed faster? Not necessarily, though I don't really like the way the 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 app gives you timings for workouts. Like I don't really like that. If I could remove it, I would. Um but it, it suppose it does give you a good estimation. What I would say is if you're taking the time through the movements and not repping them out. So what we need to remember is a lot of you have done boot camp, um, hit classes, and just because someone gave you a pair of dumbbells in the boot camp or in the hit classes, it doesn't mean you were doing strength training. In those classes, we're typically moving quickly. You know, we'll rep out squats nice and fast. We'll do, you know, our rows fast. We'll be shoulder pressing really quickly. Um, If you're moving like that, you're doing it wrong. Strength training is about being slow and controlled. It's thinking about every single inch of the movement, okay? Um. 
and they should be slow tempo and controlled and really feeling the contractions. If you're repping out fast, I mean, if you're watching the video, you'll see me moving. Um, if you're repping out quickly and you're just getting smashing them out, we're not quite doing it right. You're not you're not getting the point of what we're doing. When girls girls who've trained before, when they come into lift and glow and they've been to other gyms, the most common thing I'm telling people is to slow down i'm like slow down they're dropping in and out of squats they're smashing out 10 lunges they're quick you know as fast as possible and it's not about that it's about literally controlling every millimeter of the movement really feeling the movement and making sure you get that big stretch on the movement and you really squeeze on it as well so maybe slow down a touch maybe keep things a little bit more controlled um and then make sure you're taking the full rest so if a lot of people and i used to be like this I would do squats and I'd be like, I don't need 90 seconds or two minutes rest. I'm going to go again. No, that was because I wasn't lifting heavy enough. And I didn't think, I didn't understand the value of that rest. If you rest, if you have the sufficient rest, you're going to make that next set a better quality set. And then you're going to make that third set even better. And you're going to be able to go heavier. If you don't give yourself the full rest and you keep adding weight, you're eventually going to burn out. We want to make sure that we have the full rest to get to make the most out of the next set. We do need that bit of recovery. So slow your movements down. You send me videos if you want, because I'm more than happy to um like actually, you know, talk talk you through the movements that you're doing. Send me videos. Um, but we shouldn't be moving like we're in a hit class or in, in a boot camp. We should be moving slowly and controlled and we should be really taking our time and then we need to take the full rest. If you are doing both of those things, then don't worry if you finish five or 10 minutes earlier, like it's fine. Um, as I say, I don't enjoy the timings given. Second question, although I didn't I didn't do any workouts last week, um, I've done some squats, some deadlifts, some rows and other bits, like just 10 minutes once both the kids are down. It's made me feel good and I do get a bit breathless. I know I should be doing the proper workouts, which I aim to do. But my question is whether doing these 10 minutes of the same movements with heavy weights is pointless or should I still do them as and when if I can, if I can't do a proper one, I won't do it in place of the full workouts. Um, it's just if I've not managed to do one, but I fancy it before bed. No movement is pointless. Okay. Well, some exercises that we do in random classes might be pointless, but no movement is pointless, especially if it makes you feel good. So if you've got no time because the kids have had you up the wall and you've got no time to exercise or go to the gym or get that hour to yourself, Doing 10 minutes of movement is going to help you feel good. So do it, okay? I wouldn't double up on it. So if you've been in the gym, I wouldn't do that in the night as well. It's just pointless. Just let yourself have a rest. But 10 minutes of something is better than nothing at all. And it helps you feel good. It makes you feel like good about yourself. I imagine it energizes you. Um, so keep doing it. Because in your situation, you've got two young kids. Time is really tight. If you can do 10 minutes as and when you can, fucking do it. Take what you can. Don't. I'm not going to be the one to tell you to not do that movement, um, especially when it makes you feel good. Okay, so I've got a few things coming up in the next few months. I've got a little holiday, a family wedding. I've got my 40th in the summer. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, like I'm never going to get anywhere um, and I'm not going to get where I want to be, even though I know to trust the process. Any advice, reassurance to stop these negative vibes would be great. Okay, so... This is really, really common. And what I want to say is if you focus on the outcome, 
if you just focus on the outcome, it'll feel frustrating and overwhelming. I think any of us, if we think about things too much, like, um, oh my God, this is coming up and this is coming up. Like I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about things like I've got lots of holidays coming up. Um, just busy, busy few months, especially April and May. It's busy. And when I think about that too much, even though I'm not worrying about my weight, when I think about that too much, I get really overwhelmed. I'm thinking about feeling good while I'm there. Obviously thinking about things like money, you know, making sure that I've got everything that I need and thinking about work around that time and stuff like that. But if you always focus on the outcome, it's going to feel really frustrating and overwhelming. So focus on the process instead. It will work if you work. The time between now and all these events is going to pass anyway. You can make them really, really stressful by putting loads and loads of pressure on yourself and focusing on that outcome. Am I going to feel good? Am I going to feel good? I'm never going to get there. I'm never, never going to get there. You can tell yourself that and feel like shit for the next five months, four months, when it, however long it is. Or you can just focus on the process and you can just literally show up and do what needs to be done. It will work if you work. If you nail your nutrition, if you stay active, if you focus on showing up, you will feel better. There is no way that you won't. If you look for excuses, if you make excuses, if you try to find um, things that are, you know, if it feels too hard, you'll you'll quit. So it's often we'll be like, oh, I'm never going to get there. So what's the point in trying anyway? That is just such a silly way of thinking. So it's just like not even trying because it feels too hard. Whereas, okay, say if the goal is to lose three stone, maybe you won't hit that three stone mark. I'm not saying you need to lose three stone, but that's a big goal. So I just thought in my head, what's a big overwhelming goal and three stone was it? So say if you want to lose three stone, that feels big and overwhelming and that could make you go, that's too hard. I, I'm, I'm not even going to be able to do it. And that could paralyze you into inaction. Whereas if you just think I'm going to focus on the process and I'm just going to get, just do what I can with the time I've got, you might not lose three stone, but you might lose two and you'll feel fucking amazing for it. But if you'd have focused so much on the three stone and focused so much on how slow it was going, you never would have lost that two stone. You would have give up right at the start because it all felt too hard. So we don't want to focus on the big overwhelming goal. We want to focus on the day-to-day -day actions. We want to focus on showing up and doing the work. This will work if you work, okay? So try not to like think too far forward. I know I'm always saying think of the future you, think of the future you, but don't let it be like this pressure and overwhelming thing. We're only going to get to the future, feel better in the future if we do the work now. So that's really where we need to put our focus. We need to have the future us in mind. We need to be considering them. That's where we want to get to. But we need to do the work day to day. That's where 90% of our focus needs to be on the day to day. 95% even. even. Um, I think this is the last question. Okay, so best ways to navigate emotional eating. I have actually done a video on this. It is in the um, educational library. So go onto the education button on the app. And if you go to Emotional Eating, there's a video there that you can watch. There's also a po podcast on Emotional Eating. If you scroll right back, I don't know what episode it is. Probably should have found that before I clicked record. Um, things that I would say, allow yourself to be sad. Acknowledge that it's okay. Accept the sadness. Life can be shit sometimes. It can be amazing sometimes. And we just have to go with every hurdle. It's a roller coaster. Um, and so you just have to accept that sometimes it's okay to be sad, but that isn't always a reason to totally give up on ourselves and to sabotage ourselves. Um, remember that 
food isn't going to take away your pain. Um, so like if you decide to overeat, if you decide to become inactive, it's actually not going to take away your pain. In fact, it might create more pain in the future, in the future, because you end up letting yourself go backwards. Um, when you feel like eating something that is over your calories or not in line with your goal, ask yourself, how do I feel right now? Um, stop and take a minute to breathe, no distractions, and just allow yourself to feel your feelings. How do I feel right now? I feel sad because this happened. Okay. Is food really going to help with that? No. What's going to help with that? Talking to someone, journaling, crying, watching a comedy, something else, do something else. Um, if you need a distraction, if you want to change your mood, do something else that's productive. If you always go for food, you'll just wake up going, why did I do that? It, like, is that going to make you feel better? And when you are thinking about making a decision, ask yourself, how will this make me feel tomorrow? Okay. So when you feel like eating something that's not in line because of your emotions, stop, take a minute to breathe and let yourself feel your feelings. And then think what is actually going to help me feel better and do something productive with it. Okay. Like go for a walk, speaking to someone. Mine is tidying or cleaning or especially when things are getting a little bit on top of me, going for a walk always, always helps playing with the dog, watching, watching friends, having a good cry writing a new journal, listening to a podcast, putting on happy music, cooking a meal with music on in the background, do something else to distract yourself. Don't instantly reach for the biscuits, okay? Um, it's hard, it's hard to navigate, don't get me wrong, but it, and this takes a bit of practice, but you can do it, you can do it, especially if you slow down. If you're always just quick to react, then you're often gonna make the, the wrong decision. So stop, take a sec, how do you feel? What's really going to make you feel better? What's going to make you feel good when you wake up in the morning as well? Not just right now. Okie dokie. That is us done for the day, girls. Um, thank you very much for all of your check-ins. It's lovely to get so many. Um, keep them coming. Remember, if there's anything that you have questions about that I've spoke about today or any questions at all, drop them in the group chat. I will be recording an educational webinar for you this week. Um... I actually don't know what the topic is because you all voted. Let me just have a little look. The topic is going to be on scale weight. So it's going to be on scale weight and um, why the scales might not be moving. So I'm excited to do that one for you. I'm going to do it later on in the week um, and I'll send that and you'll receive it in the, I'm going to, you'll receive it in the app, but then I'll put it in the education portal as well for anyone who wants to find it. Um, any questions at all, girls, you know where I am. I'm here to help. Have an amazing week. Don't let January get you down. It's February on Thursday. So hopefully the moods will be lifted then. Um, enjoy yourselves. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.